Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We are in Europe for this production and this recording, talking to a wonderful, talented film producer in Brian D. Kelly. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Craig. So wonderful to join you. Brian is based in Germany, just on the other side of the Rhine. And if he could throw a rock across the Rhine, if he had a good enough arm for that, uh, he would hit Eastern France. And it's a wonderful, wonderful place. And it's near, uh, it's near the Black Forest. Isn't that correct? Yeah, I'm situated right smack dab in the middle of the Black Forest and the Rhine Valley. So um, it's a perfectly beautiful place to live. Good. And the other cool thing is, is down in this corner, southwest corner of Germany, you are very, very close to Switzerland. So anytime you want to scoot across the border into Switzerland, easy to do, right? Yes. In fact, we never even get stopped at the border with our local plates. So that's an added benefit. Oh, how cool. He, also, they uh, they and other friends that live there uh, have an airport, Basel. Is it is it pronounced Basel or Basel? Uh, it depends on which country you're coming from. Okay, let's call it. I'm going <laughs> to call people it. Even, some people even call it Baal. So. Oh, wow. That's I, a new one on me. I learned something today on a, in this conversation. Well, Basel Airport is is co-owned uh, uh, it's a cooperation between germany and switzerland and, and, and am i right about that the airport is co co-owned by germany and switzerland is it also owned by france too actually it's branded uh, from the three countries uh, germany switzerland and france but it technically is inside of france and Malouse. ah okay there you go there you go very very cool so when he flies somewhere uh he goes to a three-country airport, uh, mostly owned by France. There you go. There's the answer to that one. Let's uh, let's go off of the geography and talk to Brian a little bit. You are a film producer. How long have you been in Germany? I know you've been there quite quite a few years. I've been here since 1985. So. Oh, you're German now. Yeah, I'm German now. I come from America, but I've been living in Germany much longer than I lived in the States. There you go. Uh, what brought you to Germany? Uh, you know, that's not something you just pack your bag, get on a plane, go to Germany without a purpose and a and a, a dream or a plan. What what brought you to Germany? Well, I was originally a part of a um, missionary organization, and I'm a musician. And there was a group that was traveling and doing evangelistic concerts in Europe back in the day, and I came to join back then in 1985 and got kind of stuck here after meeting a lovely woman who later became my wife. I originally was scheduled to be here for three years and three years turned into many multiples afterwards. So I've become a long-term resident. Oh, I'm going to ask you an obvious question. Is she German? Yes, she's German. And that's how I, I, when I say I got stuck here, that sounds negative. It's a positive thing, but uh, I, it was romantic, I mean, romantic. It, yeah, it was romantic. And 
I'm happily here. Let's put it that way. Although my intentions were not to be here long term, um, I have no regrets and I'm very happily here. And the work that we do is very important. And of course, that I fell in love with the people and the culture and all the rest as well. Now, Brian is the head of a group called NLN, New Life Network TV. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. How did that come about? I know. How did you get from musician uh, and work your way uh, through the creative arts to film producer? Well, when I first came to Europe, it was in the mid 80s. And for those of you who are old enough to remember, that's about the time at which music videos started. Back in the day when we were trying to book our concerts, we used to send out um, cassettes. Those were these audio cassettes, uh, which nobody even knows about anymore. And then somebody asked us, do you have a video? And um, I was kind of responsible for band's promotion. And I thought, I don't have a video. I have no idea how to get a video. But I had a friend who worked at a TV station in Denmark. And I came up with this idea. You can take what we do and perform for your TV station. Uh, we can make a, a TV special for you. And in return, you have to give us the rights to use the music videos that are produced that I can then use to promote the band later. Long story short, we produced that in Copenhagen in 1987, got the um, clips that we could use for future promotion. And then what I discovered was we reached more people in uh, the broadcast of that film, in uh, of that TV program in Denmark, then we could reach in a, an entire year of touring. And wow. that's when something clicked in my head and I thought, okay, this media thing, that means something, yeah? And yeah. actually that's the, that's the story of how, that was my first media production. I, I didn't even know I was a producer back then, but that's what I had been doing. And mm -hmm. so my music slided into video production. And from that point on, what I realized that you can reach many, many people if through clever, um, wise usage of media that uh, is really great. A, a lot of leaders, Christian leaders, believe that the most important thing is to reach the people inside their church and inspire them, which, which is a great idea. You do want to inspire uh, believers. But you just hit on something that a lot of leaders that I run into, uh, pastors especially, they don't realize how many people they could reach outside their church if they just had a good media program or a media clip, video clip, even if it's short. And um, and that just gets shared. And boy, okay, here's one. Talk about the difference with social media now, especially in the last few years, and smartphones, where in the 80s, of course, that didn't exist. Uh, email just started at the end of the 90s. But now a clip can be shared thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of times. Yeah? Absolutely. And I think the easier we make it for people to use the media, the more it will be shared. And our, one of my big pet peeves is wrong because it sounds negative, but one of my big um, passions is for us to remember that it is our job as Christian communicators to share the message that we have as clearly as possible with the people that we're trying to reach. I remember Acts 17, where Paul goes to, to mm -hmm. the marketplace in Greece 
Yep. And he says, I see that you have a statue here to an unknown God. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you a little bit more about who this unknown God is. And he used the culture to share the truth and message of the gospel. And in a sense, um, that's what I try to do all the time, to, to reach into uh, what people already understand, to make it much clearer to them, much more palatable, much more understandable, so that they can hear the gospel message, not in a way that makes sense to us as the people who present the stuff, but makes sense to them as the people who receive it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what people understand. Very good. Yeah, that is excellent. If you want to uh, find a Brian D. Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Brian D. as in David, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. You can find him on a number of platforms, but you can also go to his website, nlntv.com, New Life Network TV, nlntv.com, and you'll find him there. There's a landing page with some information and ways to contact him as well. You do a, not only a lot of um, New Life TV Network, not only does a lot of uh, films, and have a uh, has a lot of uh, films in uh, in the pipeline, but you also do acquisitions and distribution. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I discovered. I mean, after this um, revelation to me that you know we could reach a lot more people through media, I discovered there were lots of Christians who were producing material that was never getting seen by anybody. This was a little bit later. This was in the early '90s that I was thinking about this, and so I came up with an idea back then to aggregate a lot of Christian producer material and present that to people in secular media, because I discovered that um, when you're trying to reach people, uh, it's important not to think from our side, but from their side. In other words, if you're trying to get your program shown on secular TV, let's say in any country, but let's say in Russia, yeah? The most important thing for you to do is to find out who makes the decisions about what gets shown and what are they looking for and what motivates them. So long story short, I came up with a, a way to um, gather programming presented in such a way to make it easy for the gatekeepers to take that and broadcast that uh, to the world. And I started small and after success, it, it grew step by step such that we were able to be involved in broadcasts in, I don't know, 40 or 50 different countries with a large focus on uh, hard to reach countries, i.e. 1040 window uh, for people who understand that, uh, what that means. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, explain real, real quick. Um, Cause there well, are, what that means is if you take a map, if right. you take a map and you look at that, you have latitude lines and between 10 degrees and 40 degrees, you find a large swath of the population that largely sits from North Africa to Central Asia, to the Middle East, all the way to China and Southeast Asia. That's the so-called 1040 window. And that is a, a generic way of saying these are regions of the planet that haven't heard a whole lot in a clear and understandable way about what it means to be a Christian and who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And my focus was a lot on producing um, and acquiring material, putting that in languages that were helpful to them and reaching the people who made the decisions about what 
the people in these countries could see to make that accessible to them. Um, yeah, and that's that was a large focus and remains a focus of my distribution work to this day. How often does someone, a producer, a director, a scriptwriter, whoever it might be, send you materials that they want you to assess, to consider? How how does that work? And any um, any advice for that of people wanting to uh, get their project going or distributed? Um, it happens several times a year. Um, my but my biggest suggestion uh, is think first about defining your audience start with the audience in mind there are so many christian producers who say god has told me to make this film this series this tv show this this whatever right and you ask them well who is the target audience and whenever i hear somebody say it's everybody i cringe because that that shows me they've they've got a passion project that is more or less egocentric they're not thinking about the people they're trying to reach they're thinking about what it is that they want to do and my first suggestion to people who want to to do work like you just asked craig is think about your audience how do you want to reach them i mean i would say if you can remember one phrase it's know and love your audience mm -hmm. know and love your audience if you if you don't know them, you can't possibly reach them. And if you don't love them, the motivation is false. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like Jesus when you think about it. No, well, hopefully that's kind of the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the idea, isn't it? I think I think it's even scriptural. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, you have a number of projects uh, on the pipeline. By the way, uh, for anyone that's in the creative arts. There's a, a website called IMDB, Internet Movie Database. I am Amazon Movie, IMD, Distribution Database, imdb.com. And on there will be the profiles of, oh, tens and tens of thousands of producers, directors, people that work behind the scenes in front, actors, all of that. And you can see not only their biography, their profiles of uh, where what they do, what their background is, but the projects that they've done in the past, the ones they're working on now, the ones they have in the future. That's true of so many people. So you can find Brian D. Kelly. You can find Craig D. Forrest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, on imdb.com uh, as well. And you can um, kind of sharpen sharpen your knife a little bit here, sharpen your tools, and to see what Brian's done in the past, what he's doing now, and the different projects he has in the future. That's just uh, a suggestion. Enjoying this conversation with Brian Kelly, film producer based in Europe. Hope you join us again and we'll see you then. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.